Welcome to the Global Watch Prayer Podcast. Thank you for joining us as we build community in prayer to empower the church from local expressions to global connections. For more information and resources on the Global Watch, visit theglobalwatch.com. Everybody looks excited as we are, and uh, we want to welcome you. This is the Global Watch International Call. It's January 2nd, 2024, 6 a.m. Jerusalem time, and this is the new year, the first official watch of the new year 2024. And the focus tonight is going to be on where we've been and where we are going in the watch. And uh, so let us have the world-renowned Vic and Diane. Why don't you guys open us up in prayer? And then we'll, Susan has a, has a worship song, and then we'll just get right to it. Okay, Fred. Morning, everybody. Happy New Year. Yeah, Father, we thank you for 2024. We thank you for the Global Watch. And Lord, we ask that in this year, each one of us would know the joy of intimacy uh, with you even more, that we would all be awake would be a good thing for me would be wide awake and alert to what's going on in this year and we bless each one the global watch lord and we thank you for this vital fellowship in these times amen amen thank you so much vic all right susan rao you have a worship song I do, and we can't start this year out without a worship song. <laughs> the one that I thought really fit for tonight is The Battle Belongs. So, Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, that the battle does belong to you. And uh, we are so thankful and so grateful for that. <clears throat> and we're grateful for a year 2024, and um, uh, there is no... No other group that we would rather go to battle with than the group that's assembled right now uh, around the world on the Global Watch. And so we just thank you. We bless each person that is on the call and people who are on the watch but not a part of the call today. And we just declare over all of you that 2024, that you're going to come up to a new place in the Lord this year. And the 2024 is going to be the best year that you've ever had. There's going to be breakthrough. There's going to be uh, an overcoming spirit of things that may have beset you that you haven't been able to overcome thus far. And, and we're going to see victory after victory in 2024, both individually and corporately. And may the joy of the Lord be your strength, everybody. Yep, it's all good. So, Susan, we're going to talk about what where we've been and where we're going in 2024. You have a really a good presentation ready to go. You know, I just want to, by in a way of introduction, just say, state the obvious, which we all are understanding and we're walking through, is that we're in a new season. We are in a season of war. And, and it is a time when we are, God is calling us to be more uh, focused than we've ever been. And more, while we have on the one hand, the joy of the Lord, on the other hand, we also have a sober-mindedness and a sense of purpose that we're going to, we're going to, we're going to need to have in order to 
to accomplish the things that God wants us to accomplish. There's the world is increasingly dangerous and chaotic, and there is the enemy is raging all over the world. And we're experiencing some of that, each of us in our own nations. But the Lord is mighty in battle. He is our victor. We are his children, and we have nothing to fear except for him. And so as we go forward in this year, we're, we're going to do this together, and we're going to strengthen each other, spur one another on towards love and good deeds, Hebrews 10, 24. And as iron sharpens iron, that's what we're going to be doing with each other this year. And I can't wait. It's a just a tremendous God. I just believe this is an Esther time for us. God has, God has called us. He's called us in the Global Watch for such a time as this. And he has prepared our hearts. And I believe we're ready to go. We're going to have some great things happen in 2024. So with that said, Susan, let's we'll turn it over to you. And give us your give us what you've got all right and you can fill in what i've what i leave out how's that yeah. we'll do <laughs> and more of a conversation i hope it's more of a conversation so fred you just kick in there whenever you want tonight i just want to, we wanted to go back and review this last year and how it's springing forth into this new year it's turning out to come in with a boom <laughs> and i don't know if you saw the You've probably been tracking the news, but we certainly are going to stay on track with what's happening in Israel and many other of the nations, too. We don't want to forget what is happening elsewhere. But in terms of the end time narrative, the thing that's happening in Israel has got to take the front and focus. So anyway, we wanted to take a look at back in uh, 2023. And it started out with um, my going to Korea and being with the 16 other nations there to uh, pray into the uh, 78-year anniversary of the um, Korean War. And boy, I, I learned a ton of things through that and how very brutal that was. And in fact, it hasn't really settled. That's why there's a DMZ now. And but the North Korea really requires a lot of our prayers, and they are certainly sincerely praying into release of the North Korea from the grip of such oppression. And but Fred, you can go on to the on onto the first slide. I wanted to go through oh, this kicks into the I lose my whole screen here. Exit of the full screen. Sorry about that, just a little glitch here. We wanted to go back to where we've been and where we're going into and give it a sort of a visionary thrust forward. So the second slide, really from Korea, we launched into in April, a very precious invitation to do a conference on Mount Carmel of all places. And uh, we really felt like it was the spirit of Elijah time. And, and that's what we call the, uh, the convening. Many of you were with us on that. It was not only a conference, but we launched into a journey into Israel and to Jordan from there. And it's interesting because the day before, the day that uh, some of our team landed, April 16th, there was a meteorite that hit <clears throat> went through the airspace of Israel and caused a sonic boom to be heard throughout the land. 
attention <laughs> signs will follow those who believe and i i really do believe that was like god saying attention and on the 18th which started the spirit of elijah conference what day that was the holocaust memorial day in israel and the conference ended on rosh hashanah the beginning of a new month april 23rd and so there was such a convergence of timing in this uh, this journey and the next slide on we went from the convening in mount carmel to sea of galilee and mount arbel that's some of us praying there up at the mount top of mount carmel arbel i'm sorry and then uh, we had got to be hosted by what is now known as our uh, most favorite archaeologist in, in Israel, Jennifer Guetta, took us to Megiddo. She oversaw, was one of the lead uh, archaeologists overseeing that dig and had a, a great time there. And from Megiddo, we traveled across the boundaries of Israel and Jordan and went into Jordan. You can go to the next slide. These I'm going through these fairly quickly, but I hope the slides are a little bit more interesting than just listening to me. But on the Tuesday, by Tuesday that, that April 25th, we were in Tishbe. And I think of all the places that we went, Tishbe and Nebo were the, are the ones that remain in my heart and memory the most. And why? Because Tishbe, we went there, it's a high place actually in, in Jordan. And we could look out and see Israel. And I was thinking, gosh, Elijah was from Tishbe. And what he must have woken up every morning to look down into this land that he would minister to and speak life, speak prophetically into, and whose words we continue to read today. And but it was it was just a small plot of land, really, with a well in it. At this point, I know that there were more at, at his time, but it wasn't like any big area. And it, it made me think about how important the what seemingly insignificant things are in our lives and in the kingdom. And um, we this is a well, uh, the bottom picture is a well in Tishbe, and we had a really significant prayer time there, and the Spirit of the Lord really fell on us. I think Hannah was with me on that, and she can speak into that, but it was just a very, very meaningful time there in Tishbe. And then to Mount Nebo, where uh, Abraham uh, looked into the promised land, and I just, or Moses looked into the promised land, and you could really see Israel from a very significant high place. And from there, we went back to down to Petra, which is one of the seven wonders of the world. That was significant in that I was expecting seeing a seven, seven wonders of the world, just an atmosphere of wow. And that's not what we ran into. It was massive confusion. And it felt like to me a very strong demonic stronghold. And I was very thankful to get out of that. We all have stories about how we got out of Nebo or of, out of Petra. And, uh, but it was, it is a very amazing place to, to visit in terms of what man has done. 
but I believe it, Petra is Basra, and Jesus is going to be coming through that um, when he returns to the earth. So there's going to be more activity there in the future. And um, Gilgal is where the Israelites were circumcised before they went into the promised land. And we had a convening there of Jews, Arabs, and Gentiles together. It was a very powerful worship time. So enough said about the spirit of Elijah journey. <clears throat> and I wanna move on into the, um, uh, you can go to the next slide. The end of May, after the journey, we had heard from the uh, people in, in the land that people come and visit, but then they go and they, that's the end of it. And they, they're, they're tired of being the, the sightseeing place of the world and that, they really were interested more in, are you going to have a relationship with us? So we, we thought we'd better be true to our words. And we went back a few weeks later at the end of May. <clears throat> and we uh, revisited our friends there. But we were also invited to this gathering on the, uh, the southern steps of Temple Mount, some of you probably heard about the riots that happened there. This is the precursor to the riots there. Um, it wasn't really a riot. It was more of a, uh, I would say, an, mm -hmm. oh, what would you say, Fred? It was more of a demonstration is how I, I would um, call it. Yeah, a protest. Protest, yeah, that's a good word for it. So, End of May, we were back in Jerusalem, and this is what we found, and the resistance. It, it, what it did was open my eyes to the resistance of the Orthodox Jews to Christians, and it actually broke my heart to, to see that kind of animosity towards us. And uh, But I felt peace going through, even though they were spitting at us and enraged. Uh, <clears throat> what it did was God opened my heart and my mind to the traumas of the past to the Jewish people and how um, this kind of stronghold could certainly be evident today. So given that now all this is culminating and it's coming to a point in just a few minutes, we uh, then went to, in August, to Herrenhut, Germany for the summit on the persecuted church, the next slide, and uh, really had a very powerful time uh, with people convening, a number of uh, people from Israel came and we were blessed with their worship and their friendship. And Hormoz Sharia was there uh, from Iran Alive. And Andrew Brunson, who had been imprisoned in Turkey for a couple of years, was with us as well and really had some powerful messages from them. But there was also a group of 12 of us that I Seven of them were Jews from Israel and five of us were Gentiles. And we went to Auschwitz together. And I don't think I'll ever forget that journey. Fred, you can say something about this, but a- Okay, so let me just say something just briefly. It was very powerful. We had never been there before. Um, some of the people that were on the, uh, of the 12 had been there, others had not. <laughs> but for us as uh, Gentiles from the nations, it was, we were able to, we started to understand in a new way, just the Jewish 
a little bit more of the of the fact that Auschwitz is a part of the Jewish it's mm-hmm. just a part of the Jewish DNA <laughs> and and you just the horrific uh, almost unspeakably horrific things that happened to the Jews mm-hmm. uh, as a result of the Holocaust and mm-hmm. and it we had no idea that what we were experiencing would would really impact what was going to happen in Israel just a few months later. Yeah. And uh, um, and but it was a very it was a very powerful time. We felt that God had called us there. We felt that it helped us to be able to understand the uh, the Jewish mindset a lot more. And we were really honored that we were asked to be a part of that uh, meeting. Yeah, very honored. And I I know the one thing that. <laughs> hit me going through Auschwitz. It's it's a massive land area. And uh, there was building after building, but of what remained. But what hit me was that there's no place to sit down. There's no place to rest. And I thought of living there. How could people even sit down to rest? And there just isn't a place for that. It gives you a taste. And that's a very small taste of just how persecution can be racist, uh, just uh, uncaring towards others. Uh, yeah, I won't say anything more about that. But then in September, again, we entered into a convergence. September 13th was the 30-year anniversary of the Oslo Accords. And we I met some powerful Nordic warriors. I call them Nordic warriors. It was a very precious time. There was an open heaven over this gathering, tremendous worship. We've been blessed on a number of the 24-hour worship sets that we've done to hear again from some of the worship leaders from that area, but it's powerful. And uh, we'll be hearing more about the Nordic (laughs) warriors, I'm I'm sure, this year as we engage with them. But please know that there is a powerful move of God in the North Nordic uh, uh, Scandinavian countries. So that, Freddie can turn off the slides for now. That set us up for uh, going back to Israel in the end of October, October, or at the beginning of October. And again, this was, this is a stepwise path. If you, we look over the 2023, there was a stepwise opening our hearts to new things, understanding new things, deeper things in relating, particularly in what it related, relating to Israel. And so October 6th, we went back to Israel to uh, go to this Welcome the King of Glory gathering. And we flew in, got to our Airbnb late October 6th, Friday night. Saturday morning, we woke up and Israel is at war. We're, you can imagine what a shakeup that was. And to go to the Shabbat, Shabbat gathering. Yeah, and to see our friends and to see them in tears. And it's hot. What can you say to these people? They're in at war. Their children are being called off. People being called out of the gathering. And it was just, it was earth shattering for us. And very opening of a heart of compassion for the people going through this. 
and yet a concern for what's happening in the land. The last night we were in Haifa, it was, uh, I believe it was a Tuesday night, no, a Monday night. I thought I heard a loud sound like a bomb and it got me out of bed. And I, we, we were, our house, our view looked over the Haifa Bay and just in time to see this massive lightning strike go across the sky. And you can believe it or not, but in my spirit, I felt like the Lord was showing me that the war in heavens, that we were in something massive here. And I read 2 Samuel 22, 14 and 15. It says, the Lord thundered from heaven and the Most High uttered his voice. He sent out arrows and scattered them, lightning bolts, and he vanquished them. At any rate, I, I felt like I, there was a manifestation on earth of the war in heaven that was a major clash beginning. And so I believe we are in historic times. We're in, it could be a turning point in history. I don't know. We'll know in the years to come. But what I have to say now is that I'm coming as a watchman and where my spirit has taken me in discerning what this war is all about. But most people feel like this is a birth pang, but I believe the birth pangs are going to be start coming faster and faster. And thus we're train we're orienting what we're doing next year to train us to be ready for this war. Yeah, so and, that's a, that puts a cap on 2023. And then you wanted to talk a little bit about what you're feeling like that there's a, a spirit that is, is rising up that we need to be aware of for 2024 as we go into 2024. So why don't you just talk about that for a few minutes? Yeah, there's a spirit, the spirit of Babylon. There's a city of Babylon and then there's a spirit of Babylon. And the original city of Babylon was destroyed by the Medes in 539 BC. But, and there's talk about what, that this this Babylon, the city, needs to be rebuilt. And there, if you follow Joel Richardson, he feels that this city is already rebuilt in Mecca. And he gives a good uh, rundown of that. I won't take time to do that right now. But there is a false worship that's coming up and that is rising in the nations. And I believe that this spirit of Babylon is... Um, how can you say it? Matured? It has gotten bigger. It has gotten more influential. And along with that, this Islam has become more influential. It's the second largest religion in the world. And it's growing so fast that by 2050, they feel that the Christians and the, is, the Islamic population will be equal. So there's a spirit of Babylon is rising in the nations. And I'm reading through the Bible for the first time, for the first time straight through. And I've been in Leviticus the last few days, and it, I got to Leviticus 26. Yeah, Leviticus, who wants to study that? But Leviticus 26, I started reading that. I, my gosh, this is what we're in. 
And the first 30 verses, first 13 verses talks about the promises of Israel for their obedience. The verses 14 to 39 talk about the warnings of disobedience. And the last part of Leviticus 26 talks about what happens when they repent and turn from God. One of the things that happened when we were in that time frame of being caught in that war in Israel was that we went to this Welcome the King of Glory meeting. And at one point, at the nidus of this meeting, Messianic leaders from across Israel repented of their ways before God and, and realigned with God's purposes for Israel and for them as leaders in the land. And they signed a covenant of agreement with God and with one another. To me, that was when I read Leviticus 26, that when they repent, God will restore. And I thought, my gosh, this meeting, the Welcome the King of Glory, was just a few days later after the attacks of October 7th. And that this is a very real key that he's giving us to pray into the repentance of Israel, because it's going to bring them around to the restoration, the full restoration. We, what I hope you're seeing this key. This is a key that opened the door to God's restoration in the land. We witnessed that. And every, yeah. anybody who watched it witnessed that. And it was very significant that it happened just very, a few days after the start of the war. Absolutely. The, the whole meeting was planned without any knowledge that this was going, that the war was going to happen. And the so, key is in Leviticus 26. Repentance turned away God's wrath. So we are in the promise of God. Yeah. To stand with Israel, to see the fullness of it, to come to pass. All I can say is that we've been witness to these very significant steps all the way through 2023 to bring us up to now. And um, what I do want to just tap into is what the spirit of Babylon is, because it's maturing, it's manifesting that this attack on October 7th was nothing but demonic. I mean, it is more demonic than anything I've written or I've seen in the past, and I, I read one short paragraph. I try not to look at any of the stuff on the video. Once you've got to be careful what goes in your eye gates and in your ear gates these days, because you can't get rid of it. And uh, but I did read one page of a uh, write-up of, of this attack, and I, I'm sorry I did because. It, I, it almost made me vomit. Just thinking about it makes me want to vomit. And I'm not going to repeat what I read. But um, just so to say Susan, that we're, we're, I'm just aware of the time. Right. Here. I'm just here aware right. that we are in a very demonic place, war. And the spirit of Babylon, I want to just give us a, a few characteristics of that. You can go to the slides. We'll run through these quickly. It's very obscure. If you want to try to find anything, what is the spirit of Babylon? You'll read different things and different opinions. But this is the best I can get from the scriptures. And I'll go through them. We printed them out, we printed them out here. One is confusion. 
And boy, I'll tell you, when we went to the to the border, when we're uh, driving to the border to, to get out of Israel to try to get home, what we met at the border was massive confusion. <laughs> That's all there was. Babel was a tower of confusion. Confusion and massive deception are a spirit, are a manifestation of the spirit. What do we see on TV? We see deception, confusion, deception, massive. That's the spirit of Babylon uh, rising up. Greed, Revelation 18.3 says, and the merchants of the earth have become rich through the abundance of her luxury, of well, whose luxury? Babylon's, greed, pride and self-centeredness, violence is part of the manifestation of the spirit of Babylon, <laughs> violence and wars, basically. And what is that word for violence in, in uh, Hebrew? It's Hamas. No, it's in Babylonian. Violence is Hamas, Hamas, Hamas. Have we been hearing about that? Yes. Confusion, greed, pride, violence are all characteristics of the spirit of Babylon. Doesn't take too far in our um, culture to see that happening. Fred, you can go on to the next one. And this is one of the ones that I feel is really important for our next generation. This spirit wants to strip us of our identity. In Daniel's time, they were Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were all given different names, different Babylonian names, but they changed their character too. Daniel was changed to, uh, which is God is my judge, was changed to Belteshazzar. Lady, protect the king. Hananiah became Shadrach. Hananiah's Yahweh has been gracious. Shadrach, I am fearful of God. Mishael, who can compare to my God? No one. That's Meshach. I am despised and contemptible. That's the names that they gave Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. We all know them by Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. That's their Babylonian names. And that means just the opposite of what their Hebrew names meant. So they, this spirit of Babylon wants to steal us of our identity. And finally... Fred, you can go to the next slide. This is a big one. It wants us to go and worship false, false gods. It wants to steal our worship. What is, this, uh, what is the spirit of Babylon in modern days? What, what happened on 9-11-2001? Violence. <laughs> Islam was exposed. The modern day Islam was exposed to the world. And I just put these two pictures close together. This is the open vision I had of 9-11. <clears throat> and now what they've, in the last 12 years, they've put up a little clock tower that looks like Big Ben <clears throat> in, uh, that oversees the Kaaba in Mecca. Those two, there's some similarities between these two pictures. And they're both pictures of false worship. Fred, you can turn off your slides. And I just wanted to show you a, a brief thing about this false worship and how important it is today. And it's right here. This is Mecca this year. 
the reality of this false worship that's rising in the nations that is going to be equal to christianity in a few years so we're i see a blossoming of this babylonian spirit it's an end time push of the enemy that is arising in the nations and we as watchmen how are we going to fight that fred you can take us to the last um, slide here that was it dear the threefold focus for 2024. First of all, is to focus on Israel. That's these all three are going to be big prongs for this year. Israel, the Elijah task, what is that? To restore all things. I believe that as we work as watchmen to defend God's purposes and to protect God's purposes, you will see a restoration of things in your life. They'll come back. I'm, I've already talked to several people. Things have come full circle. Um, there's a Ruth company that's uh, rising, particularly from the Nordic region, because the, the when I was there for the Oslo Accords, there was an amazing convergence around the, the focus of Ruth. I won't go into it all, but they, they are developing a concept of the Ruth company being friends with Israel, walking with Israel through this time. So the Elijah and the Ruth company are things you're going to be hearing about more this year. The Elijah, the restoration, and then the calling forth of the Elishas. So there'll be an intergenerational focus this year of getting around the vision of the watch and the watchman. And the second thing is developing, we've already talked about this, but uh, focus on the door of hope. In the Valley of Achor, there will be a door of hope. Hosea 2.15, Valley of Achor, the Valley of Trouble, will produce a door of hope. We want to find effective ministries, either through the people that are on the watch or the, it, the relationships with, in, effectual ministries to bring hope to distressed areas to or, or whatever situation it is we want to be able to help out. And then third is to build up the watch infrastructure. When Nehemiah built the wall, he built it with builders who had a sword in one hand and a weapon or a tool in the other hand. And that's effectively what we need to do as watchmen. We need to be um, willing to build and willing, having a trumpet in our hands to blow the trumpet when we hear the trumpet sound and to rally when we hear the trumpet, <clears throat> uh, we hear the trumpet call. So there needs to be a, a, a real focus on development. And um, so we're going to be hiring a training and development manager. And we're happy to announce that Shirley Momberg has picked up the call and will be helping us with training and developing people coming onto the watch, leaders that are in the watch, and help, the, help us to strengthen one another on the wall. It's my passion that people just not only join in with the watches, but carry away the meaning of why they're doing this. 
we're preparing the way for the Jesus return. The times are, are upon us. And so we're going to be encouraging people to take the trumpet with them and sound the alarm in their churches, in their communities, to build up the watch and to strengthen one another on the wall. And so there'll be a, 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 a focus on stewardship leadership. Yes, we know servanthood leadership, but stewardship leadership is slightly different where we really help carry the vision and bring it forth and help people understand it. Developing the concert concept of stewardship leadership and to mentor leaders is going to be important for us this year. So those three things and a focus on Israel, on compassion and building up the watch structure uh, will be important focuses this year. So Fred. Okay, so that's a lot of info for everybody, but we're <clears throat> obviously we're, we've had to go to the next level in terms of in terms of the watch and we can't do it without some focused help and so we're delighted to have Shirley with us who's going to help us help us to go there and uh, of course all of you are going to be participating in in various ways as well so we've Susan we've not got much time left i'd just like to get a little bit of uh, feedback and comments from from a couple of people, starting with, I think we can start with Jenny Hager. Let's start with Jenny Hager, and then we'll get a couple of comments from, from Shirley, and then a couple of comments from Hannah, and then we'll, we'll have to, we'll just, we'll close in prayer. Jenny, go ahead and as the Lord's leading you, what are you seeing for 2024 and what are you seeing for the watch? I don't know. Can you hear me? Because I'm having internet problems. Yes, we can, can hear you. Can you hear me? Yep. You can hear me. Yes, we can hear you. Oh, good. <laughs> good. I'm working at the moment on the message that I'm giving next week on success. So my head is very much in that. I'm feeling that the law, I'm, I'm just so delighted with the news about Shirley. This is wonderful. This is because the Lord is wanting the building blocks to continue throughout the years. We've seen the way the Lord has been building Global Watch, but he wants to continue to build. And with Shirley coming on board like this is a big step and a much needed one. And so I think we'd all be rejoicing in that. And, of course, now we, we must pray for her. Uh, mm -hmm. The responsibility the Lord is giving her, and we know that she's well equipped for it. I think we are in for a very challenging year, and the Lord is calling us. I think one of the prophets recently said, calling us to give him all our hearts, our whole heart. And I think that's the desire to saw for that to happen. But for us to be listening to the Lord and, and, and obeying him quickly when he speaks, we need to hear the voice of the Lord throughout 2024. We need to really be alert and listen to what he is saying. And then we need to step out and obey him quickly in it. 
And I think that's an important thing of where we're going. These are things we know, but we are going so much deeper in the river and we don't know now. We're just going with the Lord. We're just in that much deeper place with him and we've never been this way before. And Sue is so right. We are in a time of war. Our spirits are telling us daily we are in a time of war. So that's probably enough for me, but it's just wonderful to be part of the Global Watch. Yeah, Jenny, What one of the things that you're emphasizing, which is so important, is that in order to obey the Lord quickly, we need to be hearing from him. We need to be really listening for his voice like never before, both individually and corporately. That's just so important. And of course, that's part of that's part of the identity of Watchmen is here is getting up on the wall, looking out over the wall and seeing what God is doing and, and hearing his voice. So if you could, since you suggested that we pray for Jenny, for um, Shirley, why don't you pray for her and then we'll have Shirley make some comments. Just go ahead and lead us in prayer for Shirley. Well, Father, we thank you so much for the call that you have released from heaven upon Shirley within the global watch, Lord God. Thank you that you have preparing her for this since birth. <laughs> Lord, she, this is the time, Lord, that we've seen the strength that she gives, Father God. We see all that you have imparted to her. We've seen your obedience, her obedience to you, Father, uh, throughout the watches. And so, Father, we bless her. We bless her, Lord, and we ask for you to continue to bless her marriage, Father God. Bless all the revelation that you're giving her, Father. And we ask for excellent health and strength upon her, Father, as she seeks you more that you will speak to us through her, Lord. Uh, and all the, all the, Lord, I just think of all the understanding that you've given her about the prophetic. That's what this is all about, hearing you and obeying you in your kingdom cause. Father, bless her with every spiritual blessing from above, Father. In Jesus' wonderful name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Jenny. All right, Shirley, over to you. Give us your comments on 2024. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you, Jenny. Wow. I, I do want to say this, that two and a half years ago, through Sheldon Kidwell, I met Fred and Sue on a prophetic uh, prophet's round table. And I just knew, and what they were speaking about just connected with my heart. And I just knew that is my tribe. And the Lord spoke to me very clearly. <laughs> align with Fred and Sue and to undergird and support and to walk with them. Many of you know this. And yeah, I just, I have no words. <laughs> but what a privilege. Thank you. Thank well, you. We're, we're excited and delighted to have you on board with us. We absolutely believe that it's the right thing, that it's from God. And that it's going to it's going to be a year of of great success. And as God's going to be stretching all of us, surely we just believe that God has called you for this such a position, just right for this time. That this is a this is the right person and the right time and the right place. And so we're just delighted to have that. Of course, you're already a part of the globe. 
significant part of the Global Watch family, and that's just going to grow in the year ahead. So thank you for answering the call and putting up with our stuff. We really appreciate it. Let us go to Hannah. Hannah, comments on 2024, and if you'd like to pray, in the feel free. I just really appreciate this, boy, the work you've gone to, especially the review, Susan, of uh, 2023, because it's the steps. Once we see the steps he brought the watch through, where the calls were made, even the one that Fred went to, which was, I think, Philadelphia, is a part of this stepping stepping stones that he's just laid that out it set the pattern so well for where this is heading my heart is just leaping that there's this threefold focus that it's picking up on the elijah elisha because i'm seeing this mentoring thing worldwide now being so much on his heart we are really moving into needing to connect with the next generation and the generation after and the generation after but having that heart to call out the leadership and recognize what they carry so I'm really excited about what I see as the focus and surely God just keeps taking me back to Jeremiah at the beginning there there's time to tear down there's a time to build up Shirley's a builder I'm more of a warfare person to tear down I mean we just we work as a team because that's who we are I mean we work out of what he deposited in our lives and we're going to have at it we're corporate now we're recognizing the whole family connection and how much we love one another and how much Everyone brings their piece to the table. We build this puzzle and we're going to build it. We're going to honor him with what we do. And uh, yeah, just really excited to be a part of it too. I look forward to the year ahead. I know it's a strenuous one. He's been telling me, uh, you come in at the door of 2024, Hannah, trembling. This is not a light thing. This is not, you're usually, I'm usually one of these, hey, let's, new adventure. Let's start the new year. And he went, not this time. This is going to be a very different year. I sense that. and But I just love this. I love the connections. And I love pulling that whole Oslo Accord. It did something in me. It changed me forever, too. And this connection with Israel, he had to cement that, establish that in our hearts. He's a covenant-keeping God calling his nation back to covenant. He will not relent. He will not relent till they're back. Neither can we. It's Amen. just so important to him. Yeah. Amen. Amen. You know, Hannah, that's so good. Do you want to just go free into this? And then we're going to go back to Shirley. Go ahead, Hannah. Sue is just jumping in there too, though. I hate to. Oh, yeah, no, don't gonna, worry about Sue. I'm uh, just going to throw we'll in get that. Back to Sue. Go ahead. You oh. pray. <laughs> <laughs> We'll talk later soon. Okay. <laughs> Abba, we thank you. <laughs> we thank you for this incredible overview and this laying out of the highway. I just see you building the highway. You're building the highway to prepare the way for your return. Father, we are all so grateful. We're so privileged to be a part of this. We ask you, Father, for each one of us, give us clear assignments for this year. Help us not to run in somebody else's track. Help us to realize you know who we are. You know what you placed inside of each one of us. And you want us connected, but you also want us fulfilling our own assignments, Lord, because that's where the joy lies for you and the joy will lie for us and the joy will be our strength. So we lean into you, Father, as we do with one another. We truly do. We look forward to this year and we're, we're just so honored to be able to partner with you at this time in history, Abba. We truly are. Amen. <laughs> yes, amen. To partner with you and partner with each other. It's really incredible. So, Shirley, we're going to go back to you and then to my lovely wife. 
who will have the last word. <laughs> Thank you so much. I got quite emotional just now, so I wasn't able to speak anymore. But Hannah put something, and I love, Hannah, I love what you said about the building up and the tearing down. And we see in part, we know in part, and every single one of us brings something so significant. And I want to speak right now to anyone who is feeling in any way that they don't have what it takes, that maybe they're feeling inferior, insecure, or this is just too big for me, or these people know how to pray. I don't know how to pray. I, what, what am I doing here? I just want you to come in, take a deep breath, and just visit with us. And you'll see how the Lord will bring you into the place and connect you with the people that you need to be connected with. I personally know of people who have just felt a bit intimidated. And so I just want to encourage you to get on board. We'll in the connect soon, maybe signing up for the Global Watch, if we can put that in the chat, just where to go and just to reconnect again. Okay. There's so many things. Hannah yesterday also, I think it was yesterday or the day before, Hannah put something about Philippians 3, 13 and 14. And I laughed. I, I really laughed because one thing the Lord has been speaking to me about is traveling light. And that we need to travel light. And when I saw that scripture, this was such confirmation. I'm going to read it from the Passion. It says, I don't depend on my own strength to accomplish this. However, I, this is for all of us for, as a body. However, I do have one compelling focus. I forget all of the past as I fasten my heart to the future instead. I run straight for the divine invitation of reaching the heavenly goal and gaining the victory prize through the anointing of Jesus. So let all who are fully mature have the same passion. And if anyone is not yet gripped by these desires, God will reveal it to them. And let us all advance together to reach this victory prize, following one path with one passion. And Sue, I, I say this again and again, but there is such a powerful, incredible anointing on you, your visionary status, and what a joy to be able to just help take some of that load to free you from lots of little things to just take that so that you can step more fully into what God has called you to do. And those 15 years that you spent in the wilderness was preparation. And for you and Fred, the road you've been walking, Fred, as the apostolic father, the apostolic prophetic father, actually carrying all the gifts, it is incredible to see. So what a privilege to be for all of us to be on this journey with you. That's leaving me speechless. I just want to point out something to everyone, because <laughs> this is not about Fred and Sue. This is about a call to the watchman in this hour. And I'm just going to say this. I've said it before, that when God wants to change the government, he will raise up watchmen. Right. It's consistent throughout scriptures. I won't go into a big lecture on it. But if you look at 2 Kings 11, it's a pivotal passage, uh, chapter in the Old Testament. But it was the watchman who took baby Joash and hid him for six years in the temple until it was time for his release. But 
if you look from chapters 9 to 11 in 2 Kings, you can see that the line of David had just been wiped out. But they saved, the watch saved that last seed of David for the coming king, Jesus. And I believe right now that he, God is preparing the way. And there has been a divine shift. October 7th shifted history, spiritual history. And I believe now, instead of the pushback that we've all been hearing, that which we need shields to push back the enemy, push it back, it's not time, it's not time. I'm going to say that I feel like we've shifted and not, it's not push back anymore, it's make way. The pushback requires the shield, but the make way requires both the sword and the shield. It's, the, it's this war of the iron sword and the watchmen are lining up, lining up with the iron shield. Both of those together, and we're shifting into a new time and new season. Nobody knows the time or when, but it's now time to also make way. And God, there's more way of making way than just going out by our usual stuff. God is going to give new revelation. He's going to give new insight, new declarations that we're going to be seeing. And I believe we're in the time where Daniel 12, 4, where God tells him to close up the books until the time of the end. Yeah, Many will run to and fro, <clears throat> and knowledge will increase, but we're in a time when knowledge is exponentially increasing. And I believe the books are opening and new revelation is falling and new understanding of the end times is breaking open and we're being a witness to it. If that all comes through corporate agreement and corporate expression and things like what we've been through this last year to understand that. I don't believe I'm stepping beyond what I've seen. I believe I'm declaring what I have seen and that now is the time for watchmen like never before. I'm asking you to pick up the trumpet before you and start blowing the horn and getting people in, engaged. Yeah. There's something. Amen. Amen. I, do, you, do you have any announcements before we close, dear? I would like to end with one last expression that I see happening in Israel with all of this and what we're going to be seeing in the future and why we need to focus on this. It's Isaiah 61, 6, and they shall be called priests of the Lord. That the pressure that's on Israel is because of that call. And they can't do it themselves. They've got to have us with them. And I would really like to play this thing that came out just three days ago. I don't know if everybody's seen it. And but I'm going to ask you not just to see it from an emotional level, but see it as a birthing of the priesthood. It's not there in this song. It's not there. But there's an innate cry and this innate call to Israel within this sound that's coming from it. It's only four minutes long. I would like to close with this because this is the thing we need to contend for is that priesthood. Okay, so after you put that on, we'll have Allison from Australia close us in prayer. But just go ahead and put on the, put on the song. And we'll be back tomorrow uh, at 3 o'clock Jerusalem time with the individual call of the watchmen except the stage for this coming week. But this 
is setting the stage for the rest of my life, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Here we go. Father God, we just can only say the biggest thank you, however we express that. We want to thank you for all the wonders that, uh, all the wonder that you are and all the wonders that you have done in 2023 in each one of our lives. And so, Father, as we face 2024 together, we just thank you, precious Holy Spirit, that we are not alone, that you are already ahead of us and you know exactly what's going on and when and how. And so we just align ourselves with you, precious Holy Spirit. We, we know we can't do anything without you. We all rely on you. And we praise you, Father, that our leaders, Fred and Sue, are ones that totally rely on you. So we bless them this day. We bless Shirley as she steps up. And Father, we all want to say that we are stepping up together and yeah. that uh, we will be in perfect alignment, Lord, as much as we possibly can be. We ask you to do what it is you need to do in each one of us so that we can carry what you give us to carry and do it in victory. So, Father, we say yes to what you're calling us up to and we just bless your holy name for this scripture in particular to finish on, Second Chronicles 20, verse 6. O Lord God of our fathers, are you not the God who is in heaven? You rule over all the kingdoms of the nations. Power and might are in your hand and no one can withstand you. So we just praise you, Father, that you are with us and we are on the good side. Amen. And all God's people said, Amen. Everybody, unmute yourselves, wave to each other. God bless you in the name of the Amen. Lord. God bless you guys. Amen. Shalom. Thank you so much. Shalom, everyone. God bless you. Blessings and shalom. Shalom.